We are good to go. With more of the Matt Wyatt Show. Coming to you direct and live. Back. With you, I'm Matt. In the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio, Farm Bureau, go! With the home team. They are your home team at Farm Bureau Insurance. I've got comments, texts. The comments, by the way, are the comments on the Murray West live thread here on the live stream. Hey to y'all on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter. We got texts. We even have phone calls. All of that coming up here at the start of hour number two. Staying connected to you. Because of C Spire, the number one network in Mississippi, C Spire. Customer inspired. Check them out at cspire.com. Will comments on YouTube and he says, quote, Tom Brady should really use his legs more. I hate it when he just throws it away. Signed armchair quarterbacks, probably. <laughs> we really need him to to run more. Um <clears throat> now now Tony um Okay, let me back up. Res Dog texts the show, and he says, of course Rebel Rex would want Mississippi State to hire Malzahn. <laughs> I take it you don't. <laughs> um, <clears throat> the thing about it is, it's like, it, it's such a, it's such a toss-up, you know, when you hire coaches a lot of times. I, it is such a toss-up. You know, you've seen a bunch of instances over the, I thought, I thought Scott Frost was a can't, miss for Nebraska with the way he did things at UCF and the way it looked down there at UCF. I mean, they're, they were, they were awesome. <clears throat> the way he built that team, the way he ran it, the decisions he made, he was above board. I just thought, man, he is the man. Scott Frost to Nebraska is a no brand is never been a more automatic thing than Scott Frost to Nebraska. And it didn't take long for it to, uh, it just, it never even got off the ground. And, and I'm going to be honest with you, okay? Let's, let me give you some more example, uh, an example on the other side. I remember when Ole Miss hired Hugh Freeze from Arkansas State those years ago, and their folks threw a fit. Most of them threw a hissy fit. We don't even know who this guy is. Never heard him. We go out here and hire somebody he ain't never even heard of before. And pretty soon you beat Alabama twice, and playing in a sugar bowl, throwing touchdowns to tackles. I mean, it's a, you don't know. <laughs> Neither do I. We don't know. All of it's a toss-up. And that's why. That's why Tony probably has the most sure thing for State when he texts the country-pleasing text line and says, bring back Jackie. <laughs> I'm 100%. <laughs> Give him, let him take that big stick wherever he wants to go. All right. I think it has been since the time that he got in on the phone and has been sitting waiting to get on the show. I think it has satisfied five minutes. We're three and a half in, so that means he would have been on hold for about a minute and a half, and that's I think, was happening during the break. So I think more bully has served his um, – five-minute penalty box rule before we put him on after calling up genuinely mad and throwing a little hissy fit on yesterday's show. So welcome on the Divini Equipment phone line, More Bully. What's up, More Bully? Matt, what's going on? How are so, you? 
I'm good. Penalty box rule? Is that what you're doing to me? Well, yeah, but you served a five-minute penalty in the box. You're out of the box now. Oh, okay. And by the way, for the record, that's the only thing I know about hockey (laughs) is the penalty box. That's it. (laughs) Man, if you ever get to a hockey town, you need to go to a game. Yeah, I've always didn't y'all have a hockey team up there? We did in in Tupelo, and I went one time and had a blast. It was awesome. It you know, I didn't know one thing that was going on. I mean, it was like you know, like watching a goat roping. I don't know what's going on, but I enjoyed it. (laughs) Yeah, I hear you. Well, listen, um, it sounds like this has really gotten to you, man. This season. (laughs) <laughs> You're being on late at night, not asleep. Hey, hey narcoleptic you are. Hey, Annabeth texts me. I told you she texts me on that thing. It went from eight fifteen to nine fifteen, and I'm usually asleep by then. Oh God! And and about yeah, fifth at about nine o'clock, I get a text from her. She's she's watching it on her phone, and the text said, "Well, let me read it to you, word for word, because she worded it kind of funny. Let me see if I can find it here." Um. You seem tired. Wrap it up soon, perhaps. <laughs> I'll tell you. It's, wrap it up soon, perhaps. <laughs> you seem tired. Yeah, yeah. And, that's, and then it hit well, me. Well, I mean, yeah, I listened to a little bit of it. Um, and it just sounded like you you hadn't finished what you started yesterday. Mm-hmm. I mean, for your show. It's like, let me go talk some more about this. Well, and we had so and, many. And that's what I picked up. We had so many texts and comments on the live stream that I just never even got to, and I kind of felt bad, and thought maybe we have a chance. If there's anybody that definitely wants to get a question in or talk about something, maybe we could try that. That was the idea, and it well, worked out well. Well, I think when you're ranting like that, you just need to turn the chat off yeah. and just deal with your emotions <laughs> like a. <laughs> Like a hurt uh, fan, you do. Yeah, just get and it all out. Program alumni, just turn it off and just go out. Just let your emotions go. <laughs> now, what me and Beaver decided, though, this little penalty box rule is you diverting your anger from the program towards me. Towards you, okay. That's what we think. Okay. Yeah. That sounds so like something think. Beaver would come up with. And the times where I've gone and sat on you know, psychiatrist Beaver's couch, he he always decides whatever issue I have goes back to Jackie Sherrill and I. He, he he's that's always his that's diagnosis. Funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, let me ask you this: on a scale of one to ten, how forward are you looking to making that trip to uh, College Station? <laughs> well, here is. <laughs> Uh, here's the silver lining is that I'm going to see and stay and spend the night with my in-laws in Vicksburg. Uh, and so that breaks up the, the, the trip for me, but I, I'll be honest with you more bully driving six, seven, eight hours. It just doesn't bother me one bit. I, I kind of like the downtime, be honest with you. And I'll stop, get a, I'll take two lane roads instead of highways. I'll see stuff I've never seen before. I kind of enjoy it. Well, uh, I wasn't really talking about the drive. I'm talking about oh, the game? what you're driving to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what you're driving to. Yeah. They're... Your destination. <laughs> well, you know, I, you know how it is 
on a Monday or a Tuesday, I'll roll my eyes and go, man, we ain't got no shot at winning that game. This is just a, all this is is doing the job and coming home. But as soon as I get to the stadium, I start getting hope. You know, I start thinking, well, you never know. You pop one long run, punch him in the mouth, big pass play, <sighs> and then that's what I do. I'll probably do that again. And then we basically kick a field goal. <laughs> hey, 20 that's play drive. We had a 20 play drive to kick a field goal. I don't know if I've ever seen that. I before. know. I was like, man, this is the best drive of the year. Yeah. And boop, kick a field goal. Hey, help me out anyway, here. Let's well, see. How many, what was yeah. the, how many points we score against Auburn? What was that score? Was it 13 or 14? I'm trying to see. I, don't, I, I think it was 13. Yeah, I think you're right. I think it was 13. See, what I was trying to figure up. So, touchdowns are few and far between. So, you got Arkansas, Auburn, and Kentucky. Those three games, that would mean that State has scored 23 points, right? 23 so, points. 23 points in three three games without Will Rogers, and with Will Rogers, they scored 17 points against Alabama. Daggum. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, you know, Will's no good, remember? <laughs> yeah, he's a problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah he's, he's the problem of the program, as you can tell. Yeah. So, anyway. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm going to mention this, and then I'll, I'll get out of here. All right. One thing I haven't seen from Arnett is that fire and enthusiasm that he had as a D.C. I know. I mean, he was running up and down the sidelines and yelling and hitting people on the helmet and all that stuff. But he just looks beat down, which I get it. Yeah. But he just looks like a different coach to me. I have heard um, – I've heard other people say that. And, like, I don't get to watch it on TV, so I can't really see him. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, we're there. Yeah. It looks different to me. But I've heard a lot of people say that. And it is surprised because – my impression of him in the years prior was they had a guy pulling him off the field sometimes because he kept getting out there in the ear of the referees too much, <laughs> you know. And yep. he even got a 15-yard penalty like last year or the year before for screaming at referees on the sideline. And it's, That guy that pulls him back, he's the one that I met with Arnett in that barbecue place mm. on the outskirts of town. I didn't know who he was. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that right? <laughs> He was. Yeah. We used to call that guy the get back coach. Every team had a get the back. The get back coach. coach. That's it. That's it. Yeah. All right, brother. All right, Talk man. to you. Yeah, appreciate the phone call. See you, man. Over here on the Murray West live thread. Contract embroidery company right here in Mississippi. You need your logo on anything, big order, small, statewide. Doesn't matter where it's coming from. Make sure you go there. Murray West. Right there in New Albany, Mississippi, murraywest.com. Uh, Houston, what's up? Man, Houston. Houston went viral a couple of weeks ago because he went to the Cowboys game, and after the game he was talking to Dak, and Dak took pictures with him, gave him a big hug, and and it's just a really cool thing. That's the kind of guy Dak is. Um, Houston says, Matt Wyatt, uh, Tom Herman, he mentions Tom Tom Herman, and so that would be the former Houston coach, former Texas coach. Right? Yeah. Is he coaching somewhere now? Is he coaching anywhere now? I don't know. Just being honest with you, I, I there were I never did like some of the stuff that Tom Herman did. 
I remember he was coaching a game against he was he was at Houston and they were playing either like A&M or LSU or somebody and everything was bubbling up about him you know up for a new job and it was this huge game Houston was having like a historic season and it was this huge game and I felt like his agent intentionally right at leading up to that game and and in the hours leading up to it was out here leaking stuff to media trying to get it to bubble up to make it into this big drama to basically help them in leveraging him a new job and I mean I'm talking pregame here goes the Houston players out here for like this game of a lifetime and all the focus is on Tom Herman because he and his agent put it out there in the media on purpose. And I, I just didn't like that. You could tell it was a very intentional thing. I, I just thought that was is not fair to the team he was coaching. Um, and then the thing, it, when he was at Texas, you remember um, they were playing Missouri in a bowl game. Drew Locke was the quarterback from Missouri, and Drew Locke had this celebration thing where he would – they threw a touchdown. He'd look at his sideline and do like this right here, like he was putting on a shoulder pads or armor or something. And Texas started winning the game, and they put the camera on Tom Herman, the head coach at Texas, and he's over there acting like a fool, like mimicking this at Drew Locke and at the Missouri sideline, like a, like a dang dumb teenager over there. He's the head coach. So, look. I mean, it, you know, we've seen examples of coaches that they've had times in their career where pretty clearly would have been the wrong time to hire them. You wouldn't want them at that point of their life. And then they come back later and uh, then come back later and you can say, okay, they've grown up. It's the right time. Now's the time in their life that you'd want them. <laughs> Not then, but now. <laughs> and that can happen, okay? It, it can. People grow up. People make mistakes. But I, I kind of felt like he did make some mistakes when he was, you know, in some of those positions. And that didn't mean that I hadn't made a million mistakes, and we'll, and we'll make some more, I'm sure. But you get emotion involved. We do dumb stuff sometimes. Working Dog, Country Pleasing Text Line, says... All these people calling for Arnett's job need to take a breath. He says, it hasn't been pretty, but anyone who was thinking realistically knew that the problems would be there. Working Dog says, there's been improvements, but it's hard to judge with the injuries. Barbe may not be the guy for the job, but nobody knows for sure until next year when we can see if they will make it work. And then he says, it's their first season. Yeah, that's true. And, you know, offensively they have been hampered by those two injuries, those two major pieces, Woody and and Will. And Woody is, I mean, it's a big deal. If you're going to run this style of offense, it's a huge deal for Woody not to be able to be in there. And I'm going to tell you, you know, I w- it, this, is, this is just me being honest, as honest as I can be with you right now, but it feels like – that I have felt like throughout the year, especially early, that offensively where they were lacking the most 
was in their offensive line play, the consistency in the run blocking and that sort of thing. Like, like that was what really was their, their biggest issue early in the year was the lack of consistency on the offensive line and what they were doing. Run game, pass game, everything. I think they have gotten a little better. But you know, like on an offense, I mean, if you got you got consistency issues up front, you, you're not doing anything well. All right, over to the phone line, Divinity Equipment phone on line one, Thibodeau. Thibodeau, you just barely missed the gift certificate yesterday to Country Please, and I'm sorry it didn't work out. Well, I figured I barely missed it because I hit send about <laughs> – a second and a half after you finished speaking. <laughs> I mean, and it was quick. Um, yeah, but hate you missed it. So I've never been much for calling in on, on Reaction Mondays because it's just too much traffic and yeah, and too much uh, emotion. So I think if I were to have called yesterday, I would. There's something I would say to all the people trying to figure out a if we need a fresh start or not, that is an extremely, extremely difficult thing to call. Mm -hmm. And the reason I say it is, is conventional wisdom says, oh, you got to give a guy some time. Well, with pay-to-play, pay-to-stay, and transfer portal, nobody has any time. That's right, yeah. You know, like this, this could go south really, really quick and really, really bad if the right decisions aren't made. And what I mean is, is you lose recruits and then patch your team leaves because you're not winning ball games and it's not fun. Right. You know, and they're getting offers to go play somewhere where they're actually gonna catch some balls and win some games. So it's a tough thing to think about because of the nature of the game right now. But I'll, I'll say this about Zach Arnett's demeanor. When he mistakenly dropped the F bomb in the post game interview on the field after the Arizona game he ain't been the same guy since. I think he's been overly trying to correct himself and watch himself so much that it's, it's causing him to not be himself. Um, now, I'm, I'm not saying that using the F word all the time is himself. Mm, yeah. I just think it slipped, he made the mistake, and now he's overcorrecting so much that he's not being the same guy he always was. Yeah. You know, I had that conversation with a good friend of mine about a week or two ago, and that was his take was like, well, when you see him in an interview now, it's almost like he fumbles over his words a little bit because I think he's just trying to be really careful. Sure. And that may be bleeding over to the sidelines and, you know, that kind of stuff too. And, you know, but. Yeah, yeah. Now, Tom Herman, when, when uh, Houston brought him up a minute ago, wasn't that the weirdo that was making his players pee in front of everybody? And if they had too much color in, the, in their pee, he called them bad teammates because they were, they weren't staying hydrated. Well, I don't know that story. You know that's now, now that deal. Every team, you know, evaluates that, but it's not like a you know for the hydration stuff. It's not like a drug test. The players have to evaluate themselves. Like I'll be honest with you, Thibodeau. If you go to the Seal Football Complex at State and go into any of the bathrooms. Uh, there's a chart on the wall above every urinal and above every commode that is the color chart, and a player has to judge it. And if it's a certain hue, it means you got to drink more water. <laughs> I'm just saying. 
but yeah. but it but it's not yeah, like in I've, front I've of anyone. I've heard of that. Yeah. No, I've heard of that, but there was some crap floating around whenever he was he had he had just taken the Texas job about him like making the players pee in front of like basically basically a small audience. Really? <laughs> of, of players and coaches, and if the color wasn't right, he would just lay it out. You know. Really, I didn't know that. No, that's that's wild. Well, even if that's not true, Tom Herman's a weirdo. <laughs> okay, all right, got it. Know where you stand. And <laughs> thanks, Thibodeau. Appreciate the call. Yeah, you know, I hadn't thought about that. That is true. Um, you know, and in a not all, but in most locker rooms, teams and locker rooms, like, and I, well, just practice fields, you know, it's like coaches' offices and team facility culture is, it's just constant profanity all the time. <laughs> and that's not everyone, but when I say most, it's about 90, 95% of them. And I hate to put it out there, but it's every JUCO Every major college, you know, I'm sure it's maybe a little less in high schools, but that's, you know, and and so when some coach, you know, blurts out a curse word in public or on a live microphone, I am never surprised. I'm actually surprised when they don't, how they somehow hold it back when 24-7 it's blankety-blank this and blankety-blank that, whether they're mad or not. So it really... That's just the reality of that. Right, wrong, or different. I'm just telling you the way it is. All right. Rolling along. Hour two in the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. More text calls, comments coming up. Stick around. Man, I was watching that commercial that was on the live stream there during the, the commercial break for uh, Country Pleasing Sausage. And uh, it was where I had the fire going out there at the, I don't even know what you call that. It's not a fire pit. What is that thing? And it's not a grill either. It's just a big thing you build a fire in. <laughs> and I uh, threw some sausage over and it was cooking and it, the light bulb went off. <gasps> Oh, yeah, that's what I'm going to do this evening. That's what I'm going to do. And I've got different flavors. i tell you what I have is some of that uh, jalapeno and pineapple sausage. And I've been eating on that. you got to cook that a little differently. Like um, because of the pineapple and, the, and with the, just a little bit of extra acidity in that flavor, that pineapple jalapeno. You don't want to cook it too hot, and you certainly don't want to cook it too hot directly on a surface, like in a pan or something, because it will cook a little faster than, you know, some of the others. You'll burn it if you're not careful. But if you cook it just right, whew, that'd be great. I think that's what I'll do. That's what I'll do. Uh, i tell you what I did. I, some of the stuff I came home from Country Meat Packers with, I had some bacon-wrapped asparagus. And the little beef and bacon pinwheels, I cooked those and ate them myself. 
Now, I didn't eat them all at once. I did spread it out, put some in the fridge and heated them back up later. Yes, sir. All right, over to the text line, the country-pleasing text line. The aforementioned Mansplain texts the show and says, a half dozen message board social media fans don't represent the fan base. And you're exactly right. Mansplain, you are exactly right. By the way, tip of the cap to you, congrats on uh, the win yesterday for the Country Meat Packers gift, gift certificate. But, uh, yeah, no, you're right. You know, he says a half dozen. And whether it's a half dozen, which would be six, <laughs> or whether it's four or five dozen or more who jump in on that stuff, uh, they're very vocal and, and have been very vocal um, at times. But, you know, and here's the reality, too, Mansplain. You know, I, I probably didn't do a good enough job of, of slipping this into a, the, the rant yesterday and today when it came to people who've been critical of Will, and now you can see. Now it's real clear. You can see who was wrong. But that is, you know, on the inside of things, like in the facility and in the locker room and on the practice field and among the team, I mean, those guys get it. They they protect each other. They get it. They're constantly training themselves to stay off social media and shut the outside world out and don't pay attention to it. And These people don't know. And, and you know, they lock arms and protect each other in the locker room really well for the most part. I mean, I'm saying that's like everybody does. It's sort of the culture on teams. People get it. So a lot of times it's more or less like people on the outside, like me and you, just getting sick of seeing it. And, and like you say, even if it's a half dozen or more, whatever it is, no, they don't represent uh, the fan base. But I sure do get sick of them. I brought up the Hugh Freeze example. Uh, somebody said Ole Miss did know Hugh Freeze back then. He was an assistant for Coach O. And that is true. Fact is, I mean, if we're just spelling it out, you know, line for line of what's reality, you know, Coach Freeze got his first job in college tagging along with Michael Orr. That's the true story. Is I mean, they're not – Ole Miss ain't hiring him for anything. <laughs> Unless, but, but Michael Orr came and, well, Hugh Freeze came with him. But that's how he got his start. And so they did know him. You're right. He, they did know him previously. But, you know, he was on the old Miss staff under Ozeron, but then he was gone. He was a head coach at uh, Arkansas State. And so when they went back and hired him, n- you know, there were people that were critical of it and who is this guy and we ought to be hiring people from somewhere other than Arkansas State. So it's like you'll see people who are critical of hires and then it works out. You, you know, when State hired Joe Moorhead – the entire country applauded it. Every national media, oh boy, what a great hire! How quick! Whew. A couple of years later, <laughs> the end. I mean, so nobody knows. Like it's risky. It's it's a toss up. All right, phone calls hanging on. Let's get to them. First up on line one, Houston on the Divinity Equipment phone line. Hey, Houston, thanks for calling. What's up? Hey, Matt. Uh, I. Um would like to clarify the the uh, the little uh, Tom Herman reference. Yeah, yeah. sure, sure. Um, well, well, it's not just the term Tom Herman thing. I also said G.J. Kinney would be one one to look at because I was trying to answer your uh, your uh, comment or your 
talk toward the end of your first hour, I believe. Uh, but uh, but anyway, I don't care. Look, I want to win. <laughs> period. Yeah. Period. I don't care who does it. I want Zach Arnett to win. I want anybody to win. I'm just. I just want to win and win at all costs uh, because you know you got NIL, you got all these other stuff. We have to do things, you know, a little unconventionally, like you said on the post game. You know, you kept your composure really well. Uh, you know, and uh, I think Chris Parson did a wonderful job toward the end of that game. He did the best he could, but um, but anyway, like I said, I just really have gotten to the point to where we we have to get uh, things. We have to be confident. Uh, Sometimes I think uh, coaches overthink things, you know, and uh, about the Dallas thing, like you said early in the show, I, I think that uh, Dallas shouldn't have gone empty, you know, uh, the last few plays of that drive. That yeah. was driving me insane. Yeah, me too. Me, but, uh, me too, Houston, because I'm thinking, you know, again, Philadelphia's got kind of defense that if you – if you Absolutely. string if you string together enough consecutive drop back throws, they're going to get to you eventually. And and in that drive before they got stopped on the goal line, Dallas had three timeouts the whole drive. They had plenty of time on the clock. There was plenty of time to mix in a run here or there just to throw it at them so that they had to be a little bit honest, you know. And I agree with you. I've just felt like they sort of it was almost like they were a little overconfident that they were just going to throw it right, right down the field right. and score, you know. And yeah, but um, anyway, I really appreciate your time. And again, it's um, you know I, I want to, like I said, I just want to win badly. Yeah, no, I'm with you. Hey, Houston, thanks for the call. Appreciate it. good to hear Thank your voice. You. Call me anytime. Yeah, like I say, y'all can can look. Houston, uh, he went viral last week. He and Dak, he went to the Dallas game, and Dak came over there taking pictures together and. And it was just a really cool thing. And uh, not a bigger fan out there than than Houston. All right, uh, over to line two. Rooster, hanging on. What's up, Rooster? How are you today? Hey, guys. Um, I Googled it. YouTube says, according to Arnett, that Will is working out. He's practicing. Yep. What about Woody? Yeah, I don't know. I I assume that he is. So that means that both of them could be available for A and M. Yeah, I you know again whether or not they play this weekend, I don't know. I'd be like everybody else, show up and see if they're out there. Uh, it almost feels like you know those last two are home games. That man, I mean, what would if you're the coach, Rooster? What would you do? Would you? <clears throat> It, would you err on the side of caution to see if you could make sure they play against Southern Miss and, and Ole Miss, or would you – because, I mean, I, I know how the players are, like Woody, for instance. If Woody can hop on one leg, he demands to be in the ball game, but that may not be the best thing for him. You know, I guess it's just, a, it's just a doctor's decision. <laughs> are you kidding me? Well, I think the quote from – I think it's a Claire Ledger article that Will said it played with a broken arm. And I saw Archie play with a broken arm against Southern Mississippi. 
what I'm trying to say is you're a 19 point underdog to A&M. You play everybody. You try to win that game. I mean, what a headline. You upset A&M at Kyle Field with 109,000 people looking. Play everybody. Yeah. I sure would play. I would risk, uh, injury or whatever to Will and whomever. I try to win that game at all costs and win Southern Mississippi and win Ole Miss. That's seven wins. And what an opportunity. That's the deal. What an opportunity. Uh, probably won't happen. He's a 19 point favorite for underdog for a reason. But yeah, I would, I would risk Will on it. If Will wants to play, yes, I'm playing. Gotcha. And I'm not sure about Woody. Yeah. Uh, that would be debatable. Uh, but Will Rogers, yeah, I would play him. And I don't, debatable meaning, you know, risk, risk of them being hurt. Uh, but Will Rogers, yeah. yeah. We yeah. need a quarterback. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But I don't know. It just said on the Google that they were practicing. So I assume, hey, that means that the, my pipeline to start line has come through. And I have handed up there. Uh, that's, I'm going uh, against tomorrow. If that's what it says on the Google. Myself. Yeah, so he said that they're practicing. That Will, Ar- <laughs> Will Arnett said, I mean, <laughs> Zach Arnett said that Will Rogers was practicing. That means if he's practicing, yeah. he's taking snaps and he's throwing the football. Yeah, that's right. I would that's, right. that's what that means. So I would assume. Like, hey, he might play Saturday night. Hallelujah. I think he practiced last week, though, too. I think he just didn't get cleared to play in the ball game. But, you know, we'll see. Well, hey. I hope we don't see him on this. Rooster. Yeah, gotcha. Good to hear you, Rooster. Got to go to the break. Appreciate the phone call, man. Call me anytime. Back with you in the Bureau. Coming up. Stick around. Ready to talk sports the Mississippi way with you. So get in on the conversation and tell him what you think. Well, let's see what we got here that might be non-sports real quick. That might be interesting non-sports. Let's see here. On this day, November the 11th, 2003, the Discovery Channel aired the first episode of Dirty Jobs. Y'all like that that, uh, show, Dirty Jobs? I used to watch it. And on this day in 1986, 86... Willie Nelson made a guest appearance on the series Miami Vice as a corrupt policeman. Okay, there's that. Uh, November 7th is National Bittersweet Chocolate with Almonds Day. (laughs) How stupid is that? (laughs) So stupid. (laughs) That's all I got, y'all. That's all I got. (laughs) As far as non-sports. Uh, what else we got? Oh, I got some coaches. <clears throat> coaches have been flapping their gums today. I'm going to get to that, too. But first, let's see what we've got on the Murray West live thread here. Um, Melissa on Facebook said, Matt grilled up some jalapeno pineapple Sunday, and I'm about to have some right now. You, that a girl. That's some good stuff. Is Matt a good cook? Melissa, is Matt a good cook? <clears throat> I would look at him and think he's a pretty good cook. He just has that look like a guy who knows his way around the grill. Let me know. Let me know. <clears throat> if he is, invite me over. <laughs> How about that? Uh, Roshana asks on the Murray West live thread on Facebook, says, Matt, 
do you like the upgrades to the hump? Well, uh, I wasn't in there last night. I have not seen it, you know, from the inside. Last time I saw it was construction was still going on. So I can't really speak about it in first person. It looks good in the pictures and stuff I've seen. It didn't look like it really changed the, you know, the look once you're in there and, and in your seat, like in the arena, it didn't really change the look of it that much. But new entrances look better, concourses and better concessions and stuff. That all looked to be pretty nice. You know, again, it's just pictures, so we'll see when I get in there. Uh, okay, Melissa, she clarified. She said, Matt's on the grill, but she rules the kitchen. There you go. All right. Makes sense. Sounds like it's, it, it works for y'all. You know what you're doing. <laughs> uh Jason out in Flagstaff, Arizona, he texted the show, said exactly, hiring and firing is crazy. He said, it's above my pay grade, but I do recognize that Jed Fish would have been fired in year one if message boards had their way out here. Not saying Arnett is the same, but he might be. He says the next guy might need three years too. If they're going to get it, why bother? Well, it's a good point. You know, um, that's right. And so Fish has Arizona ranked in the top 25. Let's see here. Let's just, let's just take it a step further and uh, do the research, why don't we? Um, so I know they beat UCLA this past week. And I was trying to look because they had some closer, some really close games earlier in the year. Also, State beat them 31-24 with the help of either four or five turnovers, you remember, you know, in that game. Arizona is now 6-3 and three overall. They've won three in a row, and all three of their wins now are against ranked football teams, what were ranked football teams. So after two losses to top 10 programs, seventh-ranked Washington, who's now ranked higher, beat them 31-24, a touchdown game. Uh, went to USC out in the Coliseum, two-point game, 43-41, right? And that's two top 10 teams at the time. But they now have three wins in a row. 19th-ranked Washington State up there, beat them 44-6. 11th-ranked Oregon State uh, at home, beat them 27-24. And then this past week, 19th-ranked UCLA beat them at home by 17, 27-10. Now they go to Colorado this week. They're then going to host Utah, who's currently ranked 18th, and they're going to finish the year at Arizona State. So they 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 got a chance. I mean, you know, at three more games, they're on a three-game win streak, so they're trying to finish the year on a six-game win streak. And so I guess it would turn out that that is, you know, hands down. Um, state's best win this year, Arizona. Hands down. And, you know, when you look at it, what, last year, Arizona, they were turning it over. They've got a different quarterback playing right now. But they were pretty bad on defense, and they went out and just overhauled their defensive front seven in the transfer portal. We went over that as State was getting ready to play them earlier this year. But we're talking, I mean, just in one year, added defensive linemen from Georgia, uh, UCLA, um, Indiana, Washington, like a linebacker from Oregon, a, a linebacker from 
UCLA and stuff like that. And all of a sudden, they just look totally different. Okay, over to the phone line. Jason out in Flagstaff, Arizona. What's up, Jason? Uh, nothing much. I missed most of what you were talking there about there because I was talking to Beaver. But that's a that's a good point you bring up because I can guarantee you, the people that want to fire Arnett right now would have fired Jed Fish in his first year. I can guarantee you that. Yeah. Which is why I called. You know, if if um if State and what's his name Selman, if they if they have a reason to fire Arnett, um, then. I'm on board with it, but I don't understand this logic of people wanting to fire Arnett to get a, to get in front of recruiting and NIL stuff. Because what are you going to do when the next guy comes in and, and he he wins three games? Well, you gonna fire him too? Yeah. Because nobody's going to come in here and win ten games immediately without building something. So the, the logic doesn't make any sense to me. And it's giving me a headache. I'll hang up and listen. <laughs> it's giving him a headache. <laughs> you know, um, and thanks, Jason. Appreciate the phone call. Always good to hear from you. We had another day of a bunch of phone calls on the Divinity Equipment phone line. 995-1059. Divinity Equipment, Highway 51 in Madison, Spring Ridge Road in Jackson. Two locations here locally. Davini is the oldest Kubota dealer in the United States of America. That means they've been doing it better, longer than anyone else, right here at home at Davini. So, like, you're driving up and down Highway 51 up there at Gluckstadt, and you, you look over there and you see all those orange tractors. That's Davini. Whip in there. And it is true. Look, I, you know... People who make decisions on those things, they they have to consider all of it. And you said it, Jason. If there's an AD somewhere and, and they've got, you know, good reason to make a change, just go on ahead and live with it. But don't expect it to just snap your fingers, make one change, snap your fingers, and everything becomes rosy again. Right? It doesn't it doesn't work that way. Hey, I just got a text from a buddy reminding me to remind you to go vote. Tuesday, November 7th, let's do our duty and get out there and vote. I'll be joining you all a little bit later this afternoon. All right, back over to the phone line. we got time for one more on the Divinity Equipment phone line. Beaver. I'm sorry, Brando on line one. What's up, Brando? I'll tell you what, I didn't think you cussed. But you just said a cuss word right there, sir. I looked at my messages, and it's coming from Beaver. And so instead of saying Brando, I just said I, Beaver. You I know how you no, <laughs> I forgive you, though. I forgive you. Hey, real quick, so you can answer when I hang up. I, um, so if Lane, even if he doesn't beat Georgia or whatever, he's going to have a, a really good year. And I think people are going to be after him again. But I only think that he would choose to go to like a – a blue blood, and everybody's kind of taken up on, on, on coaches there, you know, Michigan or Ohio State or Clemson. I don't think they're going to do anything with Dabo. But uh, what do you think about if Napier goes, uh, and I'll listen off the phone, but mm. 
would Florida throw money at him? And also, my second question is, Florida State coach, who who would you even consider? Because if you're in the Pac-12 or Big 12, you're not going to want to go, I don't think, for any amount of money, if you can be comfortable out there and, and you're coming into the SEC with Oklahoma mm-hmm. and Texas coming in. And, I mean, I just figured they'd have to throw a lot of money. And I, I was just going to get your take on yeah. Lane and, and where he would possibly go and then uh, who maybe would who, who you might would choose for state. And uh, love the show. Y'all have a good week. Yeah, I appreciate it, Brando. I, you know, we were talking about that yesterday. I, I forget who it was. What was it they said? Uh, what program was it that they they mentioned in the same breath with Lane Kiffin? I can't even remember now. 24 hours seems like 24 days ago for whatever reason. But, yeah, I, that's the thing. I mean, if you're at a place where you you kind of got it going like he does and they have resources, people are bought in and they got plenty of money piled up to spend on players and stuff, um, it, it's just not like it used to be that just saying there's a bigger job out there with a few more dollars is the right move I, I just I don't think people are looking at it that way anymore I really don't and like you said um, State will have to go up and comer you know if they make a change alright see y'all tomorrow for Beaver I'm Matt we're out see ya